1: Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Can
0: I suggest you shut up and show more football?
2: Come on, come on.
0: Drink it, drink it. We've done that in. Can we not knock it? I am flabbergasted. I wouldn't even let him on the boss after the
2: match. I get a taxi back to Manchester. (laughs) Again, please don't call me arrogant because what I'm saying is true. I think I'm a special one. When the Seagulls follow the troll, it's because they think
1: something will be stormed into the sea. Thank you. I understand what I'm trying to get at. Yes, he
3: was a great player. player Yes, he was a wonderful leader. But he wasn't a magician.
0: Take a bow, son. I mean that. Take a bow. Welcome back. I'm Richard Keys, And I'm Andy Gray.
3: You are? Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, um, hope is the word that springs to mind this week. Andrew, as a vaccine mm. to COVID begins to be given, I think I'm right in saying that, we're recording Friday, I think overnight Thursday, first vaccines arrived in the UK. Uh, so I, I hope by news. now people are receiving... Uh, said vaccine and we can get back to normal sooner rather than later, um, beginning to open up corners of our life that we'd forgotten about. Um, football uh, actually took a step nearer this week, did it not, with the return of fans? Yeah, that was great news. Are, are we happy with uh, some stadia
0: receiving fans and others not? I, I think we have to accept that with the, the situation we're in, it's not perfect and ideally ideally if it was perfect then all clubs should be allowed fans or no clubs should be allowed fans but i do think that we have to accept that some areas are safer than others and therefore to encourage fans back is very very important for me richard it's important for the the, it's the lifeblood of football a football fan and and therefore some clubs might not like it but i think we have to in the same way we don't like the pressure they're all on that it plays so many games we've just got to suck it up
3: yeah it. I, I I, would like to see I mean I have to say I'd like to see all or none yeah. but
0: I, I I,
3: accept that some is a step in the right direction and, and particularly at Wickham this week who since we talked to um, Neil Harmon in podcast one about his book uh, celebrating their promotion yeah. out of League One if you remember Um, they've become my favourite second team and and they're having a real go at it in League One a thousand or so supporters turned up to see them play this week they lost to Stoke I saw that um, but the success of that sees them hopefully being able to double that number for the game against the Super Sky Blues which is upcoming and let me tell you they will need them because we are just beginning to find our legs in that league well you're in the bottom six yeah yeah, I know, but we're not in the bottom three. And this, <laughs> this past week, we've, we, we, we went into these games just outside the drop zone. We're now six from the bottom. Which, what, what are you doing? I'm, well, my cup keeps hitting the thing,
0: my microphone. <sighs>
3: Sorry. <laughs> uh, talking of uh, frustration, anger, um, which some are about mm-hmm. the... Uh, the, the, the um, Chris Wilder being one of them, the decision to let fans in in some stage and not others. Uh, Jürgen Klopp and Oli Gunnar Solskjaer making their views very clear on the amount of football that is currently being played, especially Klopp, or at least the scheduling of the football that their teams are being asked to play in amongst the European competition. Um, you know, Solskjaer screaming the week before last. United are being set up to fail yeah, that's with a right 12.30 kickoff. Nicest. Shut up. Absolutely yeah, right. Absolute anyway, listen, whatever you uh, feel about and th- th- those subjects and others, you can follow us. Uh, past comments, please, at Keys and Grey Pod, Keys and A N D, Keys and Grey Pod on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, If you're a new listener, a big welcome. Do subscribe, please, as it means we just appear on your chosen pod platform every week. And if you're enjoying, then please rate us and leave a review as it makes it easier for others to find us. Um, You're (laughs) very kind in that respect. Absolutely. Now, I had a number of different things planned for this week. Yeah. Woke up this morning, Friday, read the Times. David Ellery, VAR is here to stay. David Ellery, who is the senior man at IFAB. Yes. So I started to read this and thought, do you know what? I'm going to have to run this past Andy today. Um, so I'll, I'll save the chosen subject of this week for another time, which was, what was uh, how many times have you been asked, do you regret not taking Everton, and how many times in your own life have you regretted not taking Everton? But don't go anywhere <laughs> no, near that now. We'll save that. We'll save that for another time. David Ellery, I think if there was no VAR in future, there would be uproar. He says in this
4: uh, conversation.
0: <laughs> Can <laughs> in, I give you my
3: first chuckle of the day then? Yes. Yeah. Well done, David. Are you sure? Criticism of how I'm just going to read you various paragraphs yeah. as we go through and get your reaction. Yeah. Okay. Criticism of how VAR
0: is being used is particularly strong in England.
3: I wonder why. Wonder
0: why? Yeah. I wonder why. The biggest, most important league in the world, most watched league in the world, mm-hmm. more eyes are on it. So I'll why add two things. On. One.
3: Uh huh. We are we are we are interpreting the laws of the game our own way. Oh, David Ellery's where you mean? No, Mike Riley's. Oh, Mike Riley's. Yes, Mike Riley's. All oh, right. We're interpreting, and I think that with Riley in charge, the standard of our referees has plummeted Agreed. dramatically. No, we do. Where agree are on the Clattenbergs? Where are the Webs? Where are the people that the rest of the world used to look at and go, do you know what? I want to be him. Yeah. We haven't got any. No. We just haven't got any. No, we haven't. They're scared, Andy. They're scared the of VR making decisions right. on the pitch. Yeah. And I repeat, at this early stage of this conversation, please, whoever you can talk to about it, do and and, and, and join us. The one big change, because it's not going away,
0: no, sir. but the one Sadly, big
3: change they can give us that will help all of us and dispute my belief mm-hmm. still in England that referees are being told by Stockley Park on the way to the monitor what decision to make. We want to hear the conversation that goes on between base and the referee. Yes, and it would have helped this Great. week. Would have helped this week in the Great. Champions League. How did Fred not go off?
0: For a oh, I've got no idea. I mean, goodness me. I'm sorry. Oh, goodness me. We
3: need to hear those conversations. And um, when
0: you say not go off, you're talking obviously about the headbutt. Yes, not the one he got sent off on no, the second no, no. half. Should have yeah.
3: gone for the headbutt.
0: Yes, of course he should. Of course he should. And I've got no idea. And I'd,
3: I'd like to know why he didn't. And I'd no, like to I know would... what that conversation was. Yeah. And I, I think we have a right as 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 viewers, broadcasters, fans paying supporters eventually when we can we have a right to access that why why should that be a private club of members only that get to hear those conversations shouldn't. nonsense it will come
0: and the good news for you and i I guarantee you it will come that the groundswell of pressure on them to to do that richard will, will will overcome them at some time but they will as i said to you they will go into it and they will be kicking and scratching to the very day, it has to be done. That's what they do. They want to keep the secrecy. They want to keep it to themselves. And and they shouldn't. Only Graham Scott this year has gone to a monitor and mm.
3: stayed with his original decision. He was the ref at Spurs, where there should have been a foul given on Hoiberg. He should have given it. Mm. He then saw it, should have given it, and I think was told to give it. And he said, <coughs> no. do you know, he hasn't been seen for Since? three match days. No. He's had the board twice as fourth official. Ridiculous. Um, Ridiculous. According to this piece today, uh, Lucas Brudd, who is uh yeah, who's he?
0: secretary of IFAB. Right. Are these are the lawmakers, are they? Yeah. He so says, they mo- are, see, this is what worries me about their game. I'm reading, You're reading the lawmakers. Are, mm-hmm. why, why are these people the, the lawmakers?
3: I'll get round to that. The most calls, Brud says, is we receive from England. Uh, we get 20 calls from England for every one or two from Spain or Germany. Well, maybe the system works better in Spain or Germany. Yeah, it doesn't work in, the, in England. It hasn't worked in England since day one. He means mostly from the media, but the game is tying itself in knots, he says. Well, does it, does I, not I listen, wonder
0: why. Sorry, does he not listen to the footballers who in the last two months or three months or four months or five months have, have come on TV and uh, and damning VAR, saying it's destroying the game, yeah. it's killing the game, they're losing the love for the game. James Milner, Jordan Henderson... Yeah. Um, well, they address this. Brod goes on to talk about the number of people that take
3: part in IFAB's football and technically uh, football and technical advisory panels. Luis Figo, uh, Wenger, Boban, uh, amongst others. Shelley Kerr, coach of Scotland's women, is one of those with a voice. Um, but there aren't enough women voices in this panel. Uh, Broad goes on to say. We don't emerge from a cave once a year with tablets of stone, says David Ellery. It's really? much more democratic really? than
0: that. Wow, that will surprise people. <laughs> Goodness. Uh, what is handball? Oh, well, sorry, can I just say something as yeah. so well when you talk about that? Mm-hmm. There's another one. Jack Grealish. We're talking about players. Jack Grealish, and i reading the mail online today. Jack Grealish calls to get rid of VAR. Sorry, there's another one.
3: Well, professional footballers are, I think, of, a, of a, a one mind with that, Andy. But unfortunately, the lawmakers are not going to let us. So they've got to allow us then to have our own way when it comes to listening. Because another thing on that, match fixing is rife. As much as we don't want to admit it, mm. match fixing remains a major problem. Far Eastern-based, Major syndicates making huge amounts of money. What easier way to fix a match? And I'm not saying it's no, happened. No, no, I know. Not saying it's happened, but I'm saying it's likely to happen. It what easier way to fix a match than to nobble the VAR operative?
0: Mm-hmm. That's why we have to hear the conversations Correct. as much as anything else. Sorry, another one. Scott McTominay, get football back to the way it was. Demand Scott McTominay. There you go. Are these people IFAB, are they? Did they? are they blinkered? Do they have no ears? Do they not hear and see what... No. Not just people like you and I who watch the game. No. Now. Did they not hear the people who are actually playing in it and actually say, maybe they've got they a They want to change football. They want it to be black and white. Now they don't want to lose their jobs, are Part of it as well. Well, that's part I of mean, it. I mean, it's like, it's, yep, it's yep, like yep. who regulates them? Who regulates the Monopolies Commission? There is only one. <laughs> it's like, I feel like I <laughs> fab are a bit like <laughs> that. <laughs> You know, who regulates IFAB? Does someone else from outside City IFAB? Uh, No, they don't. They regulate themselves. Ellery accepts that it was a mistake
3: trying to come up with a precise definition of handball. (laughs) Really? Really? Uh, The attempt to make it clearer has been interpreted in different parts too rigidly, he says, especially, of course, in England. That's his fault. It appears that referees have been getting it wrong frequently. The handball against Joel Ward, Palace Everton, which drove Roy Hodgson to apoplexy, was a classic example of making any arm away from the body punishable with a penalty.
0: Well, I... you know,
3: Well, that's their um, fault.
0: They're the ones that said it. If it's your arm, when your arms have made your shadow, your silhouette bigger, it's a penalty.
3: Well, it's not... Yes and no. That was the initial. But it's from... It's also, according to Mike Riley, from beneath the armpit to a point at the top of the arm, not... (laughs) The shoulder. (laughs) The guidance is being changed to allow more scope for referees to exercise their judgment, says Ellery. So what is deliberate Uh, handball? It's not deliberate handball, though, anymore, is it? Well, well, deliberate is just that. Uh, Secondly, he says, if you score directly with your hand, deliberately or accidentally, that's handball. Okay, okay, I get that. That's a goal. We accept that. The third area, and I think this is where around the world there has been too much inflexibility, they have to make a judgment if the hand or arm, when it makes contact with the ball... Is in a position that is reasonable, then that's fine. But 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 that's open to interpretation. Of course isn't it, it is. Can that position be justified by the player's movement for that phase of play? Patrick Bamford at Crystal Palace. Yes, pointing. Absolutely. Uh, we don't want players running orley around Watkins, like penguins Watkins, with their West hands Am, in their pockets, pointing. A- absolutely. get
0: penalised for pointing where they want it. Get off. <laughs> I'm sorry.
3: What's happened to clear and uh, clear and obvious? Okay. So Ellery addresses this as well.
0: Oh, good. Well done. The question the
3: the VAR uh, base and referee must ask themselves is not, was the decision correct? (laughs) Oh, really? Okay. Okay, that's good. The question is, was the decision clearly wrong? Now, I can think of three incidents recently, two penalties from the week before last that were overturned, that were nailed on, that nobody would have concerned themselves about had they been given. And one at Brighton, which Liverpool were victims of, where Andy Robertson brings down Danny Welbeck, mm-hmm. allegedly. And again, nobody would have complained had play been waived on. None was clear and obvious no, enough no. to be sent
0: to VAR. Do you agree? I, I 100%. And so did so does every referee who's commentated on them. Or commented on them, sorry, Richard, that I've seen. Apart from the referees that are... are um, the work for the VAR, of course.
3: So a clear error is defined as a decision where almost everyone, players, coaches, media, fans, etc., would agree that it was obviously wrong with little or no discussion or debate. The referee would immediately change the decision while looking at the video replay. In Richard, other words...
0: Richard, but that's... I mean, even that in itself, how do you... Do you expect a, a thousand people who are watching that one, one incident to all agree, well, yeah... How would they describe it as... Uh, Well, I'll read on.
3: In other words, not the sort of disputable penalty given against Robertson for catching Danny Welbeck's foot. Really? Well, we said that at the time. (laughs) Yes. Which had to be watched repeatedly to spot minor contact, a case of trying to be perfect rather than giving the game what it wants and expects.
0: Oh, it doesn't need to be referred. And by the way, when he goes on about minor, did you know the laws of the game? Because I'm sure the laws of the game state there doesn't even have to be contact for a penalty to be awarded. Well, if you remember all the way back, it was uh, Stephen Steven Gerrard, Gerrard, Sheffield,
3: Sheffield United, needed. Rob Styles. Yes, there was intent there. Intent, no, there wasn't. Yeah. Stephen yeah. dived. Yeah, uh, is offside? It was a matter of millimeters. Holland's error divisie has gone rogue. The VAR measures offside using the five centimeter Hawkeye lines for an attacker and defender. But if those lines touch, the final decision remain. If they touch, the final decision remains with the on-field officials. Well, isn't that what we've been saying? Yes. Just for it, two years. if it's obvious to the naked for eye. Two years. Just get on with it. Get on with it. Yes. <sighs> Staggering. That can avoid microscopic measuring, but not all, and it introduces the possibility of technology showing a player was onside uh, when the goal has been
0: denied because a linesman's flagged. Well, that's, well, that's another problem. Is. But no, that. But listen, Richard, that's that's fine. I, I think people accept that. Uh, but what they will do, the linesman—they won't flag. This is what we're saying: they won't flag, and that's why they're not getting any better. They know that they have got the, uh, you know, they've got the back, the back support or the backdrop of, I don't need to flag here actually because I think he's offside, but I'm going to keep my flag down because if he scores, it'll just go to VAR and they'll make their decision.
3: Referees are scared to make decisions. Of course they are because they know they've got backup. Absolutely. So what? What the owner should be back on the match day ref to make decisions, and if the error is unseen, and we goal Sheffield United at Aston Villa. Mm-hmm. Anything more clear and obvious than that? <laughs>
0: no. Well, was there? No. So that's no. what it's for. And By the way, we didn't even need lines at Aston Villa. We didn't need 600 cameras. You could see from the one camera covering the game from the halfway line, <laughs> the ball was over the line.
3: Well, they are moving towards, as we have been saying here, both on the podcast and on being in Sports, they are moving towards... Technical offsides. Do you think VAR,
0: right, has got rid of the inconsistency in officials' referee? In a word? Yeah. No. Well, there you go. I think it's increased the problem well, that's because what it's highlighted it. They told us. And by the way, when, when David Ellery comes out and Mike Riley comes out and says, Well, there you go. And they will this year. We'll wait for it, the end of this season. And they will turn around and say to all of us, Before you say anything, who he thinks we're fools, before you say anything, yes, is VAR
3: here to stay? For all the criticisms, the system continues to spread. I think if there was no VAR in the future, there would be uproar, says Ellery. Pre-pandemic, more than 100 countries and competitions were using it or planning to use it, believing the benefits, listen to this, believing the
0: benefits outweigh everything
3: else. No, no they're using it because they, they were don't. told.
0: FIFA were saying, we're implementing a VAR, so you better get it into your leagues. It's as simple as that. It will be in the Champions League. It will be in the Europa, Europa League. It will be in the Euros. It will be in the World Cup. So if it's in all of them, and FIFA telling you, then of course you have to implement it. But they're not; people are not doing it because they want it. Are you
3: looking forward to the introduction of technical offsites? Okay, well, yeah. when's that coming in? <laughs> I think the progress is such that it'll be probably the start of next season. Idea, oh, and then we'll know. Oh,
0: well. Um, <laughs> honestly, honestly. It's, it's, it does my head in that we have to sit here so many times just talk, talk about this VAR. I mean, we used to just spend a Monday or a Friday before talking about maybe a referee season. That was a close call, but, you know, you can understand why he might have got it wrong. Blah, blah, blah. It's accepted. Fans that accepted it. Players accepted it. Coaches accepted it, having had a little moan-up or two. But now, it's just more and more. Because we were told VAR will remove all doubt. Ah, uh, no.
3: Wrong. There was such a dramatic demand from everybody that it was inevitable it would come. And I, I refer you back to what I used to say when we were on the radio. I was against goal line technology, not because it wasn't going to help us. It has occasionally. Mm-hmm. Don't know whether the investment has been worthwhile. And the biggest one to date, I refer you back to again, was Villa Sheffield United. It didn't help us there. Um, but I knew it would lead to the introduction to more video. And, and I think it's been to the detriment of our game. And I dislike it intensely. I love watching championship football because True. it's pure. That's pure. And the time when yeah, we right. used to go to a game and say, do you know what? Ref did well today. Didn't notice it. Didn't notice it. That's gone. Awesome. We the did most, that as players. Yes. We did that as players. The most significant people now for a, for a game of football... Are, well, actually, the most significant person is the man at Stockley Park. Correct. The VAR referee yes, the VAR, and, and the man on it. the pitch. So sure somehow, referees face. who were last pick in the playground yeah. because they couldn't play yes. have elevated themselves to being the most important thing on a match day. Yes. That cannot be
0: right. No, totally wrong. Totally wrong. And another thing, I'm going to congratulate you, by the way, for your spot last week at the Villa game against West Ham United. Go on. When it's uh, Ollie Watkins goal. When yes. you're saying, hold on, VAR disallows it, but why didn't VAR give a penalty well, for Ollie Watkins? Why didn't it? We're just seeing people like Carragher, Jamie Carragher, Dean Smith and others are just saying, sorry, where was VAR when Ollie Watkins got pulled back well, in the, the penalty The only reason area?
3: he's offside is because he's trying to get out of uh, being held. He was held more so than th- from the original pen.
0: But you see, that will be a decision ah. that VAR will say, we got that Right. <laughs> And what I was going to say, quickly, they will tell us next year we have had 95% of of decisions right. No, 97.5, 98, 98,
3: because they were at 95 without it.
0: And of course,
3: the only people producing those figures are the people that produce those figures. It's not an independent panel looking at it. I wish they'd come to us, because I can tell you, probably this weekend, 95% of the decisions (laughs) you make will be
0: wrong. Well, last weekend, they've had (laughs) belters since we came back, haven't they?
3: Shall we uh, introduce the guest? Yeah, of course. This is a young man who, um, whose career ended uh, this past week, retired. Wow! Um, I remember we, that. We day. were around not to see it. No, no, no. It's no. not a good. We day. were around to see it starting, mm-hmm. and it's not easy being son of whoever you are, the Correct. son of, because you're always compared to them. Paul Dalglish, Paul Dalglish had it yeah. tough. Uh, I mean, Andy Townsend was son of, and yes. went on to eclipse his dad's spirit. Yeah, uh, Frank that, Lampard. Frank Lampard. It's, it, Some handle, but it. He, it, it, you're always going to be. Right for the allegation of, ah, well, you know, so to make it as the son of, I think is admirable. I really do. And our guest this week is the son of Steve Bruce, Alex Bruce. How are you?
2: I'm okay, chaps. How are
3: you? Very well, Alex. Very well indeed. There are significant moments in a man's life, gentlemen, when, and a a professional life also, um, you're hit over the head like a sledgehammer. Yeah. Yeah. I remember this young man playing football in my back garden. I get hit over the head with his old man a few
0: times. With, <laughs> so <much> a sledgehammer. <laughs> with his old man. And this the big head a hit. Oh, it wasn't half. It was a filter, Alex. I
3: think he was about 13, 14 and played well. And, and uh, he kept sitting his old fella down. And and uh, he muttered, Brucey e. Sr., muttered to me at yeah. some point, if he keeps doing that, he's going to feel the reducer. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And uh, now, in my time. Yeah. now
3: I read Alex Bruce, go to Wikipedia, Alex Bruce, footballer, uh-huh. retired. I know. How on
0: earth can that happen? Because you're old. Jeez. I
2: know.
0: How I does know, it feel? How, came, lads, How it? has it been, Alex? <laughs> How has it been since the announcement? Well, you know yourself, Andy, it's the, it's, it's the worst
2: day ever, isn't yeah. it, for a professional yeah. footballer when it's all you known for 20 years. But, um, since I was 16, I was fortunate enough to go in, and I'm just uh, 36 now, so I've had a decent innings. I would have liked it to uh, to carry on maybe another year. I felt as if I was fit enough to mm-hmm. do it, but unfortunately, with the uh, lack of opportunity, the age I was at, and obviously the way the pandemic is yeah. at the minute, especially in the lower leagues where I would have had, a, had to probably drop down to to play, uh, it was it was it was tough, and I just felt as if it was the right time to hang them up. There's a number of
3: reasons, Alex. We asked you to come on. What and and, and to be serious. Um, you you and andy's talked about that moment in his life where everything changes yeah you're not going yeah. to work on a monday you wake morning up for the yeah. first
0: morning and 16 alex says 16 years old I think yeah 17 yeah and you're not going to the your ground you're not going to your training which in itself
3: oh. is is a a shattering experience but what about as a lad when you were trying to get through and at Manchester United they shattered your dream of being a professional footballer um, i think i'm writing saying you were the only one of your group they let go weren't you
2: yeah i was i was i was only, i was 16 i remember it like it was yesterday and it was i was just getting to the stage where and you'll know yourselves where it was i was leaving school and it was i was there was a decision to be made whether i was going to go into obviously football or not and I, I just presumed being brought up with Manchester United, which is always the wrong thing to do, by the way, yeah. to presume anything yeah. in football, uh, that I would just have an easy ride and it would be, I'd go through the academy and I'd leave school and go into uh, into the cliff and where it was at the time and sign up with the, uh, the rest of the lads on YTS dollars. And, and I got called to Carrington on a Tuesday night and sat down. We all had 5 minutes slots, so all the team were in the, the canteen. And... Um, I got called in, but mid midway down the line, and they just said, "Listen, we don't know what what we haven't got a position for you. Um, we don't know where where the future lies with yourself. We think we've got better options, and unfortunately, we're going to let you go." And it was an uppercut. It was the first bit of disappointment I'd ever had, and it was, as you say, absolutely shattered me at the time. It was it was a real uh, a real blow.
3: But you didn't let it adversely affect you. How did you find the mental strength? to keep going and find a second option, which again, Ben Rovers, wasn't
2: it? Yeah, well for 16, I mean, I remember at the time I I was on easy street. I I, I used to live 20 minutes from the training ground going into um, Salford where they trained and at the cliff and everything was fine. It was, it was great. And I just thought I'd I'd sign and I wouldn't have to leave home. I'm I'm 20 minutes away. And and all of a sudden, because all that ended, I had the prospect of leaving home, finding a club, going into digs, it was um, it was a real eye-opener for me at the time. Um, and Blackburn gave me the opportunity to go. I, I left, I, I went and lived on site. And that rejection, I think, put something in me to think, I'm going to prove these wrong. And, and looking back now, it might have been the best decision that could have possibly happened to me, because some would say I had a little bit of a silver spoon
0: <laughs> and, uh, uh, who? And, who would see a thing like that for goodness
3: sake who <laughs>
0: <laughs> people like you um,
3: well not yet no, I mean, no, give, no. give us time We're it's being on it was only a footballing <laughs> silver spring yeah. so come on
2: Yeah. So, uh, so yeah to obviously go into living digs with with 20 odd lads at the time and I got put in with a scouser called Michael Cole I'll never forget it. he was probably the roughest lad there and I think they did it on purpose where <laughs> It he thought he'll toughen Brucey up a little bit and, and he and he did and it was a it was a it was a real reality to what football world would be like.
3: What would you say to young men going through that now? Or facing the prospect yeah. of going through that now?
2: Well I remember I remember my an old um coach of mine, you might remember him, Bobby Downs. He was He was my first.
0: He was my first. He was. he? Introduction for introduction.
2: You are sorry, What an
0: introduction to coaches, Bobby Downs.
2: Yeah, yeah. Bobby Downs. He was the. Uh, he was our academy director. Wow. And he sat us all down and he said, "Listen, lads. You might think uh, you have made it now, and you've done well to get to this point. But look around the room. There's 18 of you in here." Stats will tell us over the years we've been here. Probably one of will make it and have a career at a level not touching Blackburn Rovers in the Premier League, what they were at the time. I remember looking around the room thinking, Jesus, one of us. <laughs> I mean, I've got no chance. I might as well have my boots up now. <laughs> there was lads who played for England, and and I look back, and I think it was, I think it was myself and Paul Gallagher who who made the career. Yeah. Who was sat in that room that day, and wow. and that's the harsh reality of it. It's, it's a dog-eat-dog dog world. You've got to be disciplined, even more so now. Um, you've got to live your life impeccably and, and and do everything you can to try and get a career at whatever level you can.
0: Alex, do you think, like looking back at what you had to cope with, you you, you almost like cope with it on your own. You, you had your mum and dad, obviously, with the experience of, of being in football. But do you think football, yeah. the way that the academies are set up now, that that young players are are given all the tools they need to cope with the disappointment, as you said, that invariably happens to the vast majority of them?
2: Well, I think we're getting better at it and we're more aware of it. I think there's still work to be done. But like any industry, it's, football's no different. It's yeah. ruthless, isn't it? You, no. can be, you can be flying high one minute and thinking you're great and then the next minute you're just completely pushed off a cliff. So to deal with that mentally is tough. Um, but I think obviously with the PFA and the, yeah. and, the, um, and the stuff that they do now in terms of trying to help players, um, I, think, I, think, I do think it's getting better.
3: I know you've got employment now, but but nevertheless, and we'll we'll talk about that later. What was that feeling like? Waking up and realizing that actually it was all over, and it's not going to happen again.
2: It's absolutely horrendous, and I only had it last Monday. I, <laughs> I lay in bed, and, I, and I, I, I lay in bed last Monday, and I thought I, I actually played ironically for Crew against Hull on the Sunday, and I knew it was my last game. Uh, for Black, uh, for Cruz, uh Reserve um, and I remember coming off the pitch and thinking bloody hell yeah, that's, that's it that's, that's, it. that's the it. last game I'll ever play and and it's uh, yeah. it's a horrendous feeling and you wake up on the Monday morning and you don't go into training and you lay there and you're thinking well what am I going to do yeah. and fortunately for myself um, one of the main reasons why I've hung the boots up is because I've been given this opportunity but um I mean the thought of not knowing what to do and not know, having a place to go and work and it's um it's a really, really difficult one to swallow.
0: Let me let me ask I asked you about the young kids there, Alex, and if they get protection when they're disappointed at the age of fifteen, sixteen. What about at the age of thirty six? Do you think that we just I can remember thinking when I when I had my last game, Alex, and woke up that day, I felt like you. I thought what what the hell yeah. am I going to do now? And, and yeah. there was nobody to call, there was no support around, there was there was no experience person that you could think of what happens now what happens with my life do you think it's enough done for ex-players when they do retire who maybe have not played at the the highest levels but have played in the first second third divisions do you think there's enough support there yeah. for them to cope mentally
2: good question well when you well it's a good question isn't it i mean mm. everybody's different in terms of how they deal mm. with it i mean some people are ready to, to retire and yeah. some people think i'm some people have to do it through injury and it's kind of been a build-up process all and then other people have to retire because they can't get a club, and I think it's them ones who don't mm-hmm. feel like they have the legs and the and the ability to do it. Who, well, I'm fortunate, I'm 36, but there's lads out there who are 28, 29, yeah, yeah. 30 now who are struggling. I think they're the ones who need the, the 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 real help because it is a massive disappointment in their lives, and you can understand why. I think you've seen instances where people turn to drink yeah. and and yeah. Uh, and gambling and oh. all these kind of things to try and fill that gap and and um, I do think the PFA, they, they, we have meetings all the time to say they're always there for you. I think my my opinion is if you need help, obviously go and approach the governing body and, and try and do something that's going to give you something to strive for, whether it be a, a job in, I don't know, a, a, a labour or a, a, anything. They can, yeah. can do anything just to get you out of the house I'll and, and give you something to yeah. focus your mind on. Yeah.
3: And you, you, you're, you've now gone. You've gone to the dark side. You, you've taken up football agency. haven't what? you? What? Yeah. You're joking. Yeah. Oh, no. He's oh, an agent. No. Oh, no. What's
0: your ton gamekeeper? Is that one <laughs> yeah, of those? Is, it it it? is he? Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I said to my new bosses, I don't want the tag of an agent. I do not want it. I've had enough of them. I'm a, I'm a mentor. That's my role. Ah, oh, like right. You're a mentor.
3: I like it. Okay. Right. All right. Okay. Well, I, I like that. Let's give them a plug. You work. Who are you working for?
2: I'm working for USM. It um, are you know, based down in London. Um, I met Will Saltall and uh, Barry Whelan last week, uh, the week before I announced my retirement, and and they uh, they've they've got a nice office in Winslow, and very
3: nice.
2: They want me to kind of come in here and and try, work with the players that they've got, and they've got some good players. I'm just looking around the office now at the shirts and the players that they've got, and and um, it's just something where I just think it was a, it was a good opportunity for me. And, as you say, it gives me something to get up for in the morning and something yeah. to Very work so. towards. So and, 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 and it was a uh, it was a good yeah. opportunity for me.
3: Listen, let's go. Let's go all the way back. What was it like growing up as the son of the captain of Manchester United?
2: <laughs> God, I wish I had a pound. How many times yeah, i have been asked that you. question? Of course. Ah, um, oh, listen. I was so privileged. I mean, I look back at the memories that we have. Me coming down and sharing a, a studio with you guys and yeah. sitting yeah. behind oh. the cameras wasn't a bad a bad thing for a for a kid to experience. <laughs> And watched some great games over the years and, um, but to go to Old Trafford and, and see the great players what they had at the time and be on the trains on the way back from Wembley with the FA Cups after they've won it and Premier League parties around our house. I mean
3: presumably, Alex, you didn't, you didn't just go to Old Trafford and meet the guys I mean you, was it, I mean are these stories true of you and Kasper Schmeichel playing football in the back garden? That, I mean some of the guys must have come around at, at different times, surely.
2: Yeah, yeah, they all did. I mean, I remember when they won the league the first yeah. time. Our house was oh, like, yeah. a, like were, one of that. Was that that night?
0: Was that night? It was the empty sofa there. We showed the empty. No, sofa. no, 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 that no, no. No that, no.
3: That, no, that was an entirely different night. Oh and no! They, they were all getting. What, I tell you, that <laughs> night was. What they were also pissed for the night against Blackburn for right. forty-five minutes. They were hoping.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were. They were. And the party went on. It was, it was ridiculous. Me and Casper were sat in Peter's house next door. Sat on the windowsill, I'll never forget it, thinking, how long is this party going to go for? It was more or less six o'clock in the morning. It was still going. 27 years a was a the long day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was, uh, yeah, it, was, it was good times. And yeah, we did. We lived next door to each other. And Kath and I probably learned our trade out in the street, yeah. belting balls at one another, um, jumpers for goalposts yeah. and all that. Well, you must have been and, uh, the, the, the last
3: of that gen, or the last generation yeah. to have been able to do that, yeah. because that doesn't happen anymore, does it? No.
2: Well, we don't have the, we didn't have the obviously the, the PlayStations and the, I, I, I just I I was just a little bit uh, you know he's making he's, too he, old too he's, old to remember all that sounding, stuff. And, uh, yeah,
3: you're actually trying to convince us that you're a, 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 old, aren't you? I mean, <laughs> thirty, 30 six. I'm not as old as he's I'm thirty, 30, 30, 30 six. I'm from a different generation. Yeah. He's trying to he's trying to persuade me that uh, life was different. Listen, I grew up in a household well, we where a good meal was sugar on, on buttered bread. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. You want to go down that but line? I, I don't even I'll... get the sugar.
2: <laughs> I look at what the kids have now, though. I see oh. my girls on the iPads with <laughs> the bloody and everything, and I think, Jesus, we didn't have them stuff in when I was a kid, you know what I mean? So uh, yeah. We were kicked out in the street. Yeah. Well,
0: <laughs> an apple and an orange in those days was a very different thing, Alex, than it is now. <laughs>
3: I just can't get my head around this image of he's 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 complaining like we do, Aye. and he's half our age. Aye. I mean, <laughs> listen, we've got a surprise for you. We thought we'd go to the um. You, you probably expected it. We've uh, we, we're going to call the old man for you so that he can join us and have uh, part conversation. Here we go. He'll Come on, then. he'll be there. He'll be right, Brucey, Brucey, are you there, son? Why no, Why no game tonight? Well, you know, Richard and Andy,
4: I'm very happy to be on the show, but I've got to say, look, I've got to be very honest with you. I have the Aston Villa game cancelled. I rang the Premier League up and said, look, it's far too dangerous. It's far too risky because the last time I went there, I got hit by a load of cabbages on the head. And, um, you know, that's, that's not what I want. So I've got to be honest with you, it's me that got it cancelled. For, for public sake, well, you know. Well,
3: well, <laughs> Brucey, we've got Alex on the phone. We've got Alex on the phone, as you know, um, good lad, uh, yeah. I, I mean, owes much to you obviously as, as a, well, a coach, but as a father as well, I mean, it, you, you've been intrinsic in his life down the years.
4: Well, you know, i tell you what, i tell you what about our Alex, what a player, absolutely brilliant, and you know, two reasons why I always signed him, two reasons I bought him 400 times, and uh, number one, very good player, and number two. My wife would have divorced me if it
0: didn't. Well, you know, that's just the truth I've got to say. But lovely lad, great lad, really. Is. Listen, Brucey, good to talk to you. But getting back to football, much has been made of your team's mm, inability to score goals. Have you worked out what's your best two up front yet?
4: Well, you know, I've got to look, lads, at my options up front. I really have. I've looked around, and I feel as though the best two options we've got are Carol and Gale a lovely girl, works in the canteen, and Gail's a brilliant cleaner, been here for thirty-five years, never misses a cup where Well, you know, absolutely brilliant. But looking around, there's the best two options we've got. Well, you know,
0: it's <laughs> <laughs> very really good of him. He must be busy today he, as well. He must be busy. <laughs> uh.
3: Darren, Darren <laughs> father <Farley, laughs> genius. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, God. It's the
3: well, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. does, does it well, make you, you know. chuckle,
0: Alex, as much as it does us? <laughs> <laughs> what, oh, laughing,
3: what was he like? What, actually, what what was he like to play for, Alex, when you were in that dressing room?
2: As you expect from the old man, really, he was, he's quite. He's, he's mellowed a lot in his eight, with his older age, and he's uh, he's got a lot calmer than what he was when he was younger. But um, to be honest, I. Don't, Birmingham I was only there for five minutes the main time I saw him was obviously when I worked with him over a sustained, sustained period was at Hull yeah uh, and we were lucky really because we had a we had a successful spell so I, I didn't really experience too many dressing downs but <laughs> he's got um he's got a decent hair dryer when he wants to I believe has he has he all right yeah, you wouldn't, believe, you wouldn't really expect it, but he, uh, he has, yeah. And I, th- I think anyone who's, who's worked for him and played for him will probably tell you the same. When he loses it, he's, he's, got, it, he's got it in his locker to have a, a right go.
0: Can you still do that these days, Alex? Can the coach still mm, use a the old hair Is that point, allowed yeah. or is that well, uh, bullying in the workplace? Uh,
2: I, I think he's put up to mellow, obviously, in, yeah. from what he was when he was younger, but he's, uh, I think there's still a place for it from time to time.
3: Okay. I've got some bad news for you as well. When we started this interview, do you know what the first three words were that you said? What was
2: well, that?
0: Well, you know. Well, you know. <laughs> well, they you were, know. <laughs> they, they, they
1: really
2: were. From you, I keep getting the text messages. <laughs> well, you know, I keep thinking, what is well, you know, all about? Now it's been cemented.
3: Well, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> ah, dear. Well, Alex, listen. Thank you for talking to yes. us both on a on a on, on a on, on a serious basis, because it is uh, the, the main reason we wanted to talk this morning. Um, the various blows that can come with a a full-time professional career, but we also wish you all the very best at stage two of your life now as well, as a mentor. Thanks, yeah. As a mentor. The good news, I can't can, yeah. can confirm, mentor,
0: right? Alex, Jesus. I can't confirm, Alex, that the good news for you is life doesn't end when you stop playing football. That's the good news. I oh, know. Yeah.
2: Oh, no. that's, that's, that's very true. Very yeah. true.
0: Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, he's good at that, Kies. He's quite good at that, Alex. I have to say, he's very good. <laughs>
4: he is good he is good
3: was
2: he actually
0: was that him actually on the phone or was that a recording
2: by the
3: way <laughs> no. <laughs> no that that was we, we did go to the effort of putting a little production into this
2: and, yeah yeah. Uh, yeah he, I he, thought so I was about it. to give him some I was about to give him a little bit of stick but no
3: <laughs> great to talk Alex and Thanks, thank, Alex. thank you look after yourself God, man. Thanks. give the old fellow our Jack. best I'll speak to you soon yeah. cheers, cheers bye bye, now. bye. Great fun, great fun, good Alex light. Bruce. Good, good luck, and 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 do, do, do wish him all the very best. And once Absolutely. again, thank you to Darren Farley. Do you know I actually look forward to the Monday morning and the impressions far more <laughs> yeah. than I do yes. listening to the managers yes. because those interviews now are so anemic. Yeah, nobody's. Uh, well, of course, is not going to. Say the it. Clock went off last week and it was great. You know, yeah. he gets criticised for what he said, but on the other hand, uh, he's saying it, so gives us all something to talk about. But. Uh, Farley and uh, Connor Moore, who's, awesome. who's another. Yeah. Fantastic. Excellent. They're very good. Much, much like, very better good. than listening to the real thing. Very anyway, good. that's it again. Um, I think next week, and I'll, I'll I'll pose that same question I did earlier about the Everton job, how close you were. Because still, I'm, I'm with you. Um, m- m- <laughs> I hate to say this, but I'm with you mo- most days. Yeah. And it's still a question that comes up. And, and I've heard your answer many times, but I still think, that Andy, because it's such a popular question, many... Want to know? So yeah, okay. we will discuss next no week. No problem.
0: Yeah, okay, can do that.
3: Um, so that's it. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed. Thanks once again to Alex Bruce and Darren Farley. If you want to get in touch, you can uh, via Twitter and Instagram. Um, you can follow and pass comment at Keys and Gray Pod. Keys A N D Keys and Gray Pod. As I said, both on Twitter and Instagram. We look forward to hearing from you. In the meantime, look forward to next week. It's goodbye from me, and it's goodbye from me. <laughs> <laughs>